Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As you move into your older and wiser years, you may have questions about your finances, your health, or what to do for fun. Besides watching young people try to figure life out. Oh, man. This guy's a moron. The next hour is dedicated to you. Only the good die this is 50 plus with Doug Pike. Cause women never age, and old school will always be cool. Fifty plus brought to you by the UT Health Consortium on Aging. Informed decisions for a healthier, happier life. Now, here's Doug Pike. Alright, second edition of the new day part. Monday through Friday. Noon, straight up noon here on KPRC. So glad to be here. So glad to have so many more people listening to the show. And I'm sure I, I got good numbers. Don't don't think for a minute that the Sunday edition of the program wasn't doing well. It was doing very well. That's kind of why I'm here. That's kind of why I've wanted to be here for a long time. Because I think what I'm doing is important to those of us who are 50 plus, to our junior listeners including Will Melbourne, who is, you may just, there's a possibility, Will, you may be the most junior listener. You think so? The well, most? What we'll have to do, what I'll do is I'll go back after after the show, and I will go look at the numbers, and I will place the age barrier from 6 to 23 and see if we get anything. And if there's nothing there, then you are it. Is that fair enough? I mean, I'd feel very honored. Very I think honored. you should be. I think you should be. I, as if, as if there wasn't enough pressure on me trying to start this new weekday show. Yesterday, what did we endure, Will? We endured a push of the dump button, just to be sure. We endured mm, a, a difficult to understand, I think that's being polite, difficult to understand phone call that, that really didn't, that really didn't fall into line with what we were talking about we there was something else i did oh i lost my glasses i thought i had until i saw you laughing then i knew you could see them and they were hanging just from the neck of my shirt and you have the bell ready for things like that oh and i forgot that the reason the reason that you have the bell ready wasn't because of the glasses it was because i promised to go to something when we got back from a break and when we came back from the break my brain had already it, it had already stepped over that pile and just gone elsewhere. So the bell is in place. The bell is in play always. Anytime I do something uh, that makes my producer think that I probably should have known better, which it could be frequently, we'll just have to see. Uh, he is instructed to ring the bell with no repercussion whatsoever. Even it'll it will never make me mad. I promise. I will not yell at you for ringing the bell. It will just remind me that I need to do better, so that's fine. 713-212-5950 is the phone number. I will ask you questions 
at some point during the show when I do. I would hope that you would respond. One thing I'm going to start doing, I think, early in the show. Oh, today. That was one right there. See, this is. go ahead, hit it. Yeah. The whole reason I brought all of that up about yesterday is to tell you about today. Today, I'm getting my prep work done. I feel pretty confident. I've got one, two, three, four, five or six pages of notes and things to talk about in here. And I've got one printer that prints on both sides. So actually, I guess technically it's six or seven pages. And I can't figure out why that happens. But I'm, I'm comported. I'm ready. I grab all my stuff. I grab a cup of coffee. As I'm walking into the studio for the first time in 21 years, almost 22 years, someone has placed a chair right behind the studio door against a wall. And as I open the door, it gets just open enough for half of my body to come into the room, but not my whole body to come into the room. And in the entry, the cup of coffee tumbles forward. And thank God, because our one of our chief engineer, our top engineer, Tom, was in the, in the control room uh, with Will at the time. The coffee goes forward and spills on my hand. It spills on the floor, but nothing, for the record, on the electronics in this room. Although we are moving in, what, a week or two? I don't think it would have been the—well, actually, it could have been very hard because we wouldn't have had parts around here to fix it, whatever. But high and dry. The equipment is high and dry. Whew. Thank goodness for that, huh? All right, so moving forward. Oh, my, my email, by the way, if you want to, is 71—no, uh, that's the phone. I hit it. Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. This the, the bell could end up at some point in some show taking up more time actually than than the actual talking. Hopefully not. So one of the things I do in my outdoor show is throw out just a little quickie weather forecast. And I know we get them during the hour here, but I want to come at the weather from a little more senior uh, perspective. So here's what's coming. For the next couple of days, we've got mostly sunshine, real good walking weather. Okay, it's good walking weather, it's good golf weather, it'll be good fishing weather, although the sunshine makes the bass fishing in neighborhood lakes a little slower. Then we've got rain for the weekend, and that's going to make your joints hurt as this low pressure falls over us. It's going to make you achy a little bit, might make you more tired than you usually are if that's possible. And then Monday and Tuesday, more sunshine, then more rain. And that's about as deep as I'm going to go into. I'm not going to go into 10-day forecasts. I'm not going to go into highs and lows because we all live in homes that have air conditioning. And we should have coats if we need them. We should have sunscreen when we need it, which was, what, three, four days ago? 80 degrees, 90 degrees almost. It's outrageous. Do you, are you a, a fan of hot or cold, Will? I'm a cold weather kind of guy. Are you now? Where'd you grow up? Right here in Houston. Really? But so, my, my favorite places to go were always in like the northeast. Cold. Yeah. So how many times have you seen snow in Houston in your lifetime? I've seen it once when I was a kid, and then I missed the most recent time that it happened. But it happened. You know it happened twice in your lifetime. Yeah. I have 40 years on you. I've seen snow in Houston, and I've lived here most of my life. I went away to school, and, and then, God, already? I've gotten nowhere yet. I have a lot to talk about. I do want to tell you, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll get out on time, okay? The UT Health Science Center's Consortium on Aging is the presenting sponsor of this program, and I am so pl- proud to have them on board. I have been working with them for years now. They have... 
people over there who are dedicated, totally dedicated to senior medicine. That's all they do. You go over there, you talk to doctors and other caregivers who are devoted to us, helping us live longer, better lives. They've been doing this for the better part of close to a decade now, I think, and just continue to grow that program out very well. And I would highly encourage you to look into this if you want to do that. Need to go to uth.edu slash aging. That's uth.edu slash aging. More 50 plus coming up right after this. This is 50 plus with Doug Pike. Twelve eighteen on fifty plus this Wednesday afternoon. What music is that, Will? What what decade is that from, youngster, junior member? I'm not entirely sure. I just know it's royalty free. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm guessing that's from maybe the nineties, even when when we were way past all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're still doing let's let's take a swing if you can find it through that vast library of songs you have over there at things from the even the 50s I think is a little bit early maybe for this for an overall appeal. Let's go 60s, 70s and 80s. Can we do that? If anybody disagrees, let me know. All right, so moving forward from holy cow i just barely got through a half a page of my notes on things i wanted to talk about i'll leave that for now i will leave that for now i I mentioned briefly yesterday activities for seniors i was kind of curious to see what what the people who write these lists think would appeal to us i don't think many of these lists of things that are going to be helpful to seniors are written actually by seniors I, i can't it just doesn't make any sense at all it doesn't make much sense. Uh, where do I start? And, and honestly, most of the, the doctors I interview encourage this. They encourage exercise. They encourage activity. They encourage being outdoors. They want you to get your heart moving. They want you to get your heart pumping, which is why walking always comes up. But there are other things on these lists that just don't make that much sense to me. Bowling's on there. Now, I know that would please my outdoor show host, Ryan Money, but the last time I bowled, the day after that, I realized very quickly when I tried to get out of bed how long it had been since I'd bowled, and from the time I walked into the alley and started trying to select my bowling ball, this is way before COVID, by the way, I haven't bowled since then, there's a bowling alley near my home, and it says something like the... The oh, there's a reference to the cleaning and the sanitation. Let's all go bowling. But I, I just haven't been back in there yet. Not that there's anything wrong at all with bowling. But man, as a as someone who hadn't bowled in probably 18 or 20 years between those two experiences, I was there for a birthday party with um, some of my son's friends many years ago when they were young and thought hanging out at the bowling now would be a fun thing to do as little kids. Man, those balls got heavy. Holy cow. And I, I can look in the mirror. I'm not, I'm not fooling myself thinking I'm as strong as I was 20, 30 years ago or 40 years ago. 
but I just didn't realize how much I'd lost. So bowling is not I would have to build up to it, I think. I would and I don't want to pick out one of those little balls that are the the special color for little kids and you can't find one with finger holes big enough for my fingers. So I've either got to just kind of do a half swing as if I were swinging a golf club that weighed 16 pounds or I have to pick up one of those teeny little balls and just put my fingertips in it and that looks stupid too. So bowling may be out for a little while. <clears throat> Other uh, mini golf, I saw that. That's on the list here. Mini golf, but that means you got to bend over and pick the ball up out of the hole 17 times. Not 18. You remember why you can't, don't pick it up 18 times? Will? I do not remember. On the 18th hole, what do they not want you to do? If you're a, if you're a teenager or a, a precocious kid or got a little wild child in you, what do they not want you to do when you've got that golf ball in your hands on the 18th hole and you're about to head to the car? Put it in your pocket? Yeah, they don't want you to do that. So on the 18th hole, by the, when you finally get it into the hole, you realize that underneath there is a tube that goes all the way back to some hidden bucket somewhere where they gather the golf balls and take them back into the office. That's what they do. So 17 times you got to bend over and pick up that ball. If it's a low-pressure day, that could hurt. That could hurt my not my hips. My hips are still pretty good. I've got one knee that I think might um, might bug me after all of that. Although I do play golf, there's more time in between holes though on golf to recover and be ready to pick the ball out of the hole. God, if I get to the point where I have to put one of those little suction cups on the end of my putter to get the ball out of the hole, I no, I won't quit. I'll just ask somebody to do just get it out of. I'll put the suction cup on. I guess if I can't bend over to play golf. I do. I play occasionally with a, a bunch of guys, a bunch of retired guys. I'm not retiring for a while. I've got a 14-year-old, and I'm in my 60s, so I've got a ways to go. But these guys are retired, and there's one guy out there who is 93, I think, 94, who hits from the green tee. He's hit from the all, all the way forward tees, which is his option at that age. He can hit from greenside, for all I care. But he plays reasonably well. He still stretches out pretty good and can make a pretty full turn. And because of that, he's able to keep up with these guys and, and have some fun with them. But all he does all the way around the golf course is complain that he can't hit it as far as he used to. Have I said that before on this show? Okay, thank goodness, because I was waiting for the bell. You were, you were giving me that look like, oh, I'm about to hit it. I'm about to hit it. Shuffleboard is on the list. I didn't even know you played that other than on cruise ships. I've never seen it played before, except on cruise ships. Yoga? Huh. No. I Maybe if I had a lot of time to, to start, there, there was something I saw years ago. It kind of reminded me of how that would go for me. This woman talked about how she had a workout scheduled early in the morning and spent 30 minutes just huffing and puffing and stretching and by the time she got her workout outfit on, it was over. The class was over. That's that's kind of how I'd be trying to do yogurt, I think. I, I can't – I don't think my body bends in all those directions. I'd be curious, uh, but I, I'm not sure it'd be wise for me to take it up. I got stuff that aches in the morning. I got stuff that aches at night. By the way, if you call this show, be prepared because I may ask you a very simple question, but I'm just – I'm taking a poll, and I'll be I'll be taking notes. I may ask you – what hurt when you woke up this morning? Just to see, and just so Will will understand, he asked me during the break about the weather and how it could, why would it make you hurt? 
arthritis response to low pressure for some reason. I I guess I've got it in two of my fingers on my left hand. The I'm left-handed. I'm a left-handed golfer, and probably 30 years ago now, I went to hit a shot on a what's well. It used to be Bear Creek Golf World. That uh, I believe they called it the Masters Course or something. Shot. I was almost in the fairway. I was very close to the fairway. And swung a four iron. I had to. I was a good ways away from a, a very long hole. Swung four iron, full bore. And as the club hit the ground, the leading edge of that club did not hit turf. What it hit was a tree root. And the two middle fingers on my left hand both immediately went in a direction that they're not supposed to go in. And it dropped me to my knees. It hurt so bad. And to this day... I, st- I still play golf. I'm playing the best golf I've ever played in my life lately. Knock on wood. But after every round, like I'm doing right now, I have to pop those two knuckles just to get them to really bend right. That's what you've got to look forward to, Melbourne, junior member of the 50-plus show. And don't be scared of it. Here's the beauty of it all, Will. This is a little secret I'm going to let you in on now. Because as you age... Other people who are older than you will tell you all these things are going on and they're going to happen and it's going to be horrible and you're going to hurt all the time. But frankly, if you if you maintain an exercise regimen, if you stretch regularly and all of that stuff, you're going to be all right. You'll you'll get through it. It'll hurt. You might have to take an Advil every now and then, something like that. But by and large, you'll get through it. And I know a lot of you in this audience probably have worse aches and pains than me, and I'm I'm dreadfully sorry that you do, and I hope you are finding ways to manage that pain. But I, I can tell you, because I've been through a lot of weird pains in my life, I have, and I can tell you that if you work at it, you'll probably get some relief. Now, again, there's there's things that don't go away. I get it. There are things that don't go away. But hopefully, you'll find a way to get through this. We're going to get through this program. Guess what turns 50 in 2022? The Honda Civic. Yeah, I thought your mouth would drop on that. I told him I was going to surprise him with a couple of these. All right, we're going to take a little break here. When we get back, I'll find something else to talk about. I'll check the email, see where we go from here. More 50-plus right after this. Life, like wine, improves with age. Pour yourself another glass of 50-plus with Doug Pike. Twelve thirty-three on 50-plus KPRC. Thanks for listening. Certainly do appreciate it. This second day. Just the second day of these live programs, and already so many things have gone on. Fortunately, I have good friends and good clients and good people who own businesses I feel like you need to know more about. And so I'm going to bring in one of them. He is, oh gosh, a friend, sort of, I guess, so far. Hopefully, he still considers me that. A fishing partner, that's also, um, we'll talk about that for a second. And the owner of a company that does something pretty cool for those of us who don't want to lug vacuums around the house anymore. All that from a guy, uh, from a guy named King Taken. Let me push this button. And get him. Oh, you got him on already. Good, King. You there, man? I'm here. Doug. Outstanding. How are you? I'm great, man. Sorry, I wasn't able to help you find any fish up at Lake Conroe, but at least I helped you find out where not to fish for that tournament, right? Boy, we did good on that side of it, didn't we? We. <laughs> oh man. 
That's what it's all about, eliminating yeah. water and then you know where not to go. You wanna know you know wanna know how I can tie this this bass fishing thing to vacuuming? Uh tell me that. At least for now, you think I suck at bass fishing. <laughs> we'll go with that, huh? We'll go with that. All right, so sorry again, I Sorry I couldn't help you up at Conrad. As much as I'd like to talk about fishing, I want to talk instead about the business that supports your fishing habits, because I know this audience is going to be interested. How long has airline vacuum been around? You know, Doug, I started it in 1982. Um, wow. I was uh, fresh out of Texas A&I at Kingsville, and... Um, uh, didn't graduate from down there, but but put in a few years and then sure. um, came to work. Um, you know, it's kind of a knockoff of what my dad had done in the Kirby vacuum business. So I started it in 19, 1982 solo, wow. doing nothing but just central vacuums. That was that was our our whole deal. That was your niche, huh? That was it. You know, it's weird how it came about and how little popularity there was in it at that time mm-hmm. um in this part of the country anyway but um but yeah it um it's that's how that's what got my feet well, that's, it, that's for sure that's because your dad had already sold them all kirby's <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. he was in the kirby business from oh my gosh. The, the late 40s after he got out of world war ii all the way up well into the into the 90s he wow. kept the uh, kirby business going in houston and yeah, had stores all over town and so forth and and um you know, and then it's weird. We got a call. He had a call one day. I was sitting in his office, and a lady called up and said, "Hey, um, I've got this built-in vacuum, and I don't know, how, you know, how I need it served. Oh, I don't wow. know how to fix it." Guy, my dad says, "Here, King, take this ticket and call her and see if you can do something with it." Wow, and, that started it, huh? And that was it. Yeah. Well, let's talk yeah. about those central vacuums. Start with start with existing homes, since I'm figuring that's what most everybody in this audience has. Not too many of them building right now. It, that's easier to do for you. But how do you retrofit a house for a central system? Well, Doug, what we do, you know, depending on whether it's one story or two, is going to make a big difference, obviously. One stories are pretty simple because we can go up in the attic right. and we can just... You know, we're going to drill through a top plate and and get a cavity, a good cavity that there's no other, you know, no mechanicals in, meaning wiring or plumbing or any sort of uh, obstruction. And then we can drop a pipe down in there and then attach the inlet valve. We don't cut any extra sheetrock or anything like that in order to get it in. And then obviously we tie in all the overhead in the attic and then feed it back to the main canister that typically is in the garage but you know it can be in a utility room it can be up in the attic it can be you know porticochet it can be anywhere can't you just aim it out of a hole in the outside wall and blow it in the neighbor's yard <laughs> well we got to be a little more you? a little you more could. discreet than that you but what could, happens though. <laughs> it, you you can but what we do Everything goes into this main canister, so it's okay. all collected. And then it's filtered out of that. And then it has an exhaust on it, and we typically would shoot the exhaust down, you know, into the into the flower bed. Oh, or yeah, something. yeah, sure. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Right. So it's, and it's let's just, for, for the sake of time, let's just say it's easier to install in a home under construction because there's the piping and the, the wiring and all aren't in yet. So that's that. Let's go with there. So walk, walk us around the house. You're all we're carrying now. Once that's in, is just a hose and a couple of attachments, maybe, right? Well, Doug, there's two options to it. There's one okay. if the the you know the traditional system you've seen around for 50 years, where mm-hmm. you do carry a 30 foot hose and you do carry the wand with the attachment, whether you're on hardwood or tile or carpet or area rugs or whatever you're vacuuming. Yeah. 
But in the last 10 years, the retractable hoses, oh, oh my wow. goodness, okay. that changed everything. Because actually, the only negative that people had about central vacuum was lugging the hose around sure. and storing it. Well, now with the retractable hose at every location, you pull out whatever length of hose you want to clean. If you mm-hmm. want to clean a spill right in front of you, you pull out five or ten feet. If you want to clean a vast area of rooms, plural, then you pull out 40 feet of hose Holy and cow. you just keep going. Oh, wow. Cover it all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How often you get called out because something got stuck in a vent? Doug, almost never, believe it wow. or not. And and there's two two things that we see when if we do get a call for that, um, not to toot our own horn, but a, uh, an installation by someone who really wasn't familiar with how to run the pipe and do it correctly mm-hmm. might turn an elbow backwards or do something right. you know wrong, or um, y- you know that, or you you really don't see the hose the the piping stop up because the the actual pipe is two inch oh, where the hose is inch and a quarter oh so, yeah yeah so you have an inch and a quarter hose if something's going to get stuck it's going to get stuck in the it's going to get stuck in the hose and then you just blow it out or stick a garden hose through it or whatever it reminds me of a comic strip i saw years ago i think it was that oh it's that family that's been around in comic strips forever but the little boy's looking up at his dad and his dad's in the in the bathroom kind of looking down he said dad i did you know that it's almost impossible to flush an orange down the toilet <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh exactly. my gosh. So here's the here's the the money shot. What what money are we talking about? Everybody wants to know how much this costs now. Well, here, new construction is uh, different than retrofit, which would, yeah, retro sure. means existing. Um, and at the size of the house, of course. But right. as a general rule, if you just okay. wanted to plug in a good number, um, you know, we're about a dollar fifty a square foot. And that's just turnkey. All the tools, all the equipment, everything completed at the end of the day when it's done, about $1.50 a square foot. That doesn't include garages and porches and things. And then uh, in retro work, it's, um, you know, about $2 a square foot um, for retro work. Yeah, and for garages, you mentioned garages. You can do those overhead systems like at the car wash for that, huh? Absolutely, Doug. And And that, you know, leads back to some of the uh, discussions we've had where people yeah. that have bass boats or ATVs, really anything, sure. RVs, it's not it's not unpopular. I mean, it's actually very popular to see them in the RV stall of a, someone's personal home or, um, you know, a woodworking shop. If you like to do a little woodworking or, or something along those lines in, in your own garage, then that- we have the fittings and we have the locations and we hook up the hoses to it and then you can clean up your own mess and not have to deal with dragging a shop back around or any of that nice. is that system strong enough to suck the stink out of your bass boat after i fished in it <laughs> you know what <laughs> you know what so just take a couple of weeks ago you know you get out in a, in a bass boat and they're all carpeted and you get caught in a rainstorm and so all that carpet is now wet yeah. well you can you know pull it in the garage and then let it dry and then you know vacuum it but you can also vacuum the wet out of it. it yeah, that's, that's good. what I did the minute I got home. Sure, man. I don't blame well, you. <laughs> Spray it down with Lysol. I said, God, don't let this guy in my boat again. 
<laughs> All right, well, King. That's hey. not going to be the case because I'm fixing to get you back out there. I'm ready, quick. man. I'm ready for a rematch with those fish. I appreciate it, buddy. King Teakin, great friend of mine. AirlineVacuum.com if you want to find out more about that. Go give him a call. He's a good dude. AirlineVacuum.com. We're going to take a little break here. Be right back with more 50+. plus. Yeah, they sure don't make them like they used to. That's why every few months we wash them, check his fluids, and spray on a fresh coat of wax. This is 50 Plus with Doug Pike. Good heavens, 1240. Well, hold on, two seconds. 1248 already on KPRC. The 50-plus show is what you're listening to. It's new in the spot. It's been airing Sundays on this station and over on KTRH. And now we've got it in the middle of the day, and I'm hoping that you're enjoying it. I'm hoping you will tell your friends, hoping you will stop by more often and stay for as long as you can. Will Melbourne, I'm going to give you junior member of the program. I'm going to give you one more shot at something that turned 50. Are you familiar with the... Hmm, which one of these do I want to do? Um, let's just go with video games. Atari, the Pong game, 50 years old. Wow, that is 50 years old. If you've never seen it, it's very similar to Call of Duty and Fortnite, actually. Actually, actually not. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of evolution since then in video games. But I can tell you from, from lots of experience that I dumped a load of quarters into Pong machines just to just to watch that little ball go back and forth randomly across the screen. It was That was the precursor to the screensaver, I guess, really, when you think about it. Did you have a favorite video game or arcade game? Not up? really. Not really. Actually, I grew up before those, so I was actually better. I developed some skills at video games. I had good hand-eye coordination. But I developed my early gaming skills on pinball machines. Have you ever played a pinball machine? Oh, yeah. My aunt and uncle had one oh, when nice. I was growing up. Were you good at it? The best. I, you know, honestly, I think if you're good at, at video games, you could be good at pinball and vice versa because there's a lot of hand-eye stuff that has to go on at one time, and you have to be thinking a little bit ahead in each of those. That's interesting. A fun fact to know and tell. Oh my gosh! I'll let you. I'll let you take the um, the wheel here. Will skateboarding or goldfish? I'm gonna go with goldfish for two hundred, Alex. For two hundred. All right, here we go. Scientists in Israel have taught goldfish how to what? How to speak? No, how to drive? God, oh Lord, no, that would be better. A little. They taught them how to drive. Strapped a fish in a tank uh, to a little car, and a special camera tracked the fish so the car would move in any direction it swam in. And after a few days, this goldfish was driving his car in a straight line across a big tank to a specific target where it would get food. How about that? That's actually wild. I kind of want to see a video of that. No, what I want to see is... Uber cars showing up with a little bowl and a little goldfish bowl, and then put the little food at the address that I want to go to, and just let them drive me over there. That would be pretty good. <laughs> would you get in a car if you knew that that goldfish could drive and and it had its 
little goldfish license up there on the dash? Would you get in the car? I, you know, no, you would I not. don't think no I would. Way. There's no way. There's Axel. Yeah. Well, they say cars can drive themselves now, but I'm not so sure about that either. I grew up in a time when we didn't have radial tires even. We, we had bias-ply tires. We had no ABS braking. We had no speed control. We had no lane. Ra- all of these safety features that are on these cars now. And I honestly don't think people wrecked as often back then as they do now. It, 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 I don't know. They, they don't – the fatalities are down because the cars are built to absorb the shock. When I came up, they put you in a tank. Well, I mean, it was heavy, heavy steel, and if you hit something, whatever you hit got run over, but your body got slammed around the car. I'll pre-seat belts, too. You know, that's, I mean, I'm way back, dude. <sighs> now the cars get torn up horribly. You could, you could hit a curb and have to replace the entire front end of your car but the people live and that i think is most important it's it's less damaging to us but boy it sure it'll cost you an insurance sooner or later i guess all right that's enough of that i want to go to i'm gonna go to social media and maybe get started on it at least here today i want to talk about that some because a lot of us in this age group are quite familiar we hear about it all the time with all the social media. Most of us are probably Facebookers. Uh, You either have an account or at least you're familiar with the term. And based on Facebook's habits and and those of my listeners overall, I'll guess also that a lot of you have probably done time in Facebook jail. I'll bet they have. Because we are opinionated, if nothing else, at our age. That's okay, though. I've, I've dodged that indignity so far, but I don't fault any of you for speaking your mind. Freedom of speech is... Is, was, what? Not sure where we are today. I'll go with is. Is one of this country's greatest freedoms. Unfortunately, some people take advantage of that freedom and use it as an excuse to to ridicule or humiliate or, or just really get on people who are doing nothing else than sharing their opinions or photos or whatever. What social media sites do is, I think anyway, is enable, it, it kind of gives us a look at what's on the minds of people we really don't want to know. We don't want to be their friends. We don't want them coming over to our house for a barbecue. But, boy, they don't mind jumping all over you. Any of you ever posted something you thought was nice or interesting or thought-provoking and then been vilified by total strangers? It happens way too often, honestly. I don't like that part of the social media thing. I love it for the convenience of kind of keeping up with people you really do care about. But then you get caught up and somebody sees something you post and they don't like it and they jump all over you. Same with these neighborhood apps. It's a shame how, how quick people are to judge other people. And that's just not the way it was a long time ago. Leash laws, look at that. Somebody posts something about people letting their dogs run loose in parks or neighborhoods. And five minutes later, a dozen people are telling that person they ought to move if they hate dogs. Nobody said they hated dogs. Nobody can really expect someone to move because somebody else is illegally letting their dog run off a leash, but that's what they'll do to you. Uh, somebody's going somebody's gonna to write and say they hope that person gets bitten by a dog. Somebody's gonna, Just on and on it goes, and we've totally disconnected from common decency, which is something I grew up with. If you couldn't say something nice, you didn't say anything at all. That's how it would, would you ever hear that coming up? Oh, yeah, I was told that all the time. Yeah, if you can't say something nice, don't say something at all. Now, 
people who probably shouldn't really have the opportunity to say something horrible get to say it over and over until it gets people upset for no good reason. Good, we did all kinds of things when I was growing up that were crazy. Rant, well, how about this? The same conversation could be generated by people who don't pick up after their dog or about people who don't pick up after their dogs, okay? That's something you're supposed to do now. Some places it's a law. Some places it's a recommendation. Some places they even hand out the bags for you if you didn't too lazy to bring one yourself. But, man, when I was growing up, we, we kind of learned to dance trying to play football in front yards. You had, to, you had to watch for the ball, try to catch the ball, and then watch where you were running and watch not to be tackled all at the same time. And sometimes you'd... Sometimes you just didn't make it to the other side of the yard without that horrid squish. Then you had to run to the to the um, the nearest water spigot on the side of somebody's house and hose off your foot. We raced after ice cream trucks. We we followed the mosquito sprayers. Everybody did that. All my friends did it, and and not one parent worried that those chemicals were going to hurt us. I don't know whether they did or not. It just turned out. It turned out, man. It is what it is, I guess. I hate it. I hate to break it to you, um, junior members of this program, but we grew up without electronics. We grew up with discipline, and I honestly think we we did a pretty good job overall as one or two generations who kind of grew up with that. It's very different now, though. Kids just have to learn so much more in school. There's since I grew up, there's another fifty years of history. That 40 of them that you had to learn, right? What do we got, about a minute? That's fine. It's okay. You can talk. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to whisper in my ear. I, I'm not very good at reading lips. I'm getting better as my hearing goes, but I'm not terribly good at it yet. So now we got about, what, 45 seconds? Is that it? Yeah, we got about 45 seconds. We're good. That's fine. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I look at my son, and he's a fantastic student. He's a fantastic athlete. And he's very self-disciplined with his homework, which, thank God, man, I'm an older parent. We'll talk about that some tomorrow, I think. I'm an older parent. It's not as easy on my wife and me as it is for the resilient youngsters in the audience. The kids have to learn a lot more. they got to learn, like, programming. they got to learn pronouns. Got to learn how to put a man bun under a football helmet. There is a lot to You got a man bun? Turn around. I used to. I used did you really? to. Uh, a few weeks ago. Actually, you, a week ago. Why did you change that? Uh, my parents wanted it for Christmas. Good job. Well done. That was a wise move on your part. We're done. We're out of here. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back tomorrow at noon here on KPRC. That's 50 plus. Adios. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.